You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Thursday, all fired up. Morale is high. Front row is here. Fritzy joining us via Zoom. Come on in. Stay a while. Booger McFarlane from the Mothership will join us. He'll tell us how the road teams can pull off the upsets. And it doesn't feel like a road team winning this weekend will be that big of an upset. Feels like there are a lot more people jumping on the Buffalo bandwagon, the Rams bandwagon, the Niners bandwagon, and even the Cincinnati Bengals as well. Even though the Titans could have Derrick Henry back, they lost Derrick Henry back in week eight, but they still managed to secure the AFC's number one seed. He's practicing with the team, and they completed the first contact practice with Derrick Henry yesterday. And there's no denying that they're a far better team when Derrick Henry is there. He rushed for over 2,000 yards last season. He averages about 110 yards per game in the playoffs, and they could certainly use them against the high-scoring Bengals defense. Uh, Has been a little bit suspect here, but that offense has been great. Cincinnati playing its best football, but the question is how healthy is that defensive line? The Titans are number one seed for a reason because start to finish, they were the best team in the AFC. Now, you could say Kansas City and Buffalo had higher highs than the Titans, but they probably had some lower lows than the Titans as well. But Derrick Henry coming back this weekend. The question is, how much of a workload will you have against the Cincinnati Bengals? 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Spent a lot of time in the first hour talking about the Lakers losing last night. Frank Vogel was reportedly coaching for his job on Monday night. I'm guessing he was coaching for his job last night. But as of today, at 10 a.m. Eastern, Frank Vogel is still the head coach of the L.A. Lakers, and now they get ready for a road trip. How long is that road trip? It's to the end of the month. Yeah, their next home game is uh, February 2nd. And, you know, you only have to hear one thing from Frank Vogel last night. Because he was asked about Russell Westbrook being benched, not playing in the fourth quarter. This is a coach, sounds like I'm not going to be cautious in what I'm going to say. Everybody else on the Lakers was very cautious. They measured their words, you know, what they were saying about the situation with, you know, Frank Vogel, maybe his job in jeopardy. Frank Vogel didn't sound like a coach who doesn't have confidence in his situation. This is what he had to say about Russell Westbrook. Frank, you um, opted to go uh, with Russ on the bench at the end of the game. What were you what, 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 were, what were you looking for there? What was the thinking behind that behind that choice? Yeah, playing the guys, I thought we we're going to win the game. Yeah, that's all you need to know right there. Russ decided to uh, leave the building, didn't talk to the media. LeBron had another really good game. But when I watch the Lakers, I don't see anything. Like I, I, I see one of the greatest players of all time. Uh, you got another Hall of Famer in Russell Westbrook, but I don't, I don't see them present. I don't see that man. Let's let's go after this. Let's attack this. Let's have energy, and uh, particularly on the defensive end. I never understood if the scouting report on a guy is don't let him go right, and he goes right, and you don't even have much effort there. Russell Westbrook strikes me as a guy who could probably play in the NFL. He's that athletic. Might be, you know, one of the most athletic, if not the most athletic guy in the NBA. Why is it you can't be a lockdown defender? And a lot of that has to do with, do you want to be a lockdown defender? Do you want to give effort on the defensive end of the ball? And watching last night, 
they just sort of go through the motions. And that has to drive Frank Vogel, a defensive-minded head coach, crazy. But LeBron had 30 and 12, and normally they win those games. 2019-2020 season, Lakers were 20 and 1 when LeBron scored 30 or more. In the other three seasons in L.A., the Lakers are a 500 team when he scores 30 or more. Supporting cast, very, very suspect. Uh, Sabonis had a triple-double in sparking the Pacers to a seven-point win over the Lakers. Lakers at one point had a 15-point lead. Other NBA, Luka Doncic, 41 points, 14 rebounds, and uh, that's the 10th 40-point game of his career. The all-time leader for the Mavs in 40-point game. Boy, you'd win a bet with this. All right, I'll put this out there, Paulie. This, this player had... 22 40-point games in his career as a Dallas Maverick. Who is said Maverick? Can I ask for a hint? Um, or no. You. I got my pick. I don't need Mark Aguirre. Mark Aguirre. Ding, 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 ding. Nailed it. One of my favorites. Yeah, I was going to say, one of your favorites, Chicago uh, guy Mark Aguirre. Dirk Nowitzki, 20 career games with at least 40 points. But Luka put up uh, 41 in a win against the Raptors. Joel Embiid put up 50 and 10 rebounds, 27 minutes. 50 points, 10 rebounds in 27 minutes. Fewest of any player to put up those numbers since the ABA-NBA merger. Start of the day, 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 start of the day. Let's see, what else did I have here? Oh, Kyrie Irving scored 30 as the Nets held off the Wizards, 119-118. Yes, Paulie? I think I asked you the same exact question yesterday, but the 76ers, they have an alpha dog player in his prime. They're a competitive team. The only team that really is tough to get past, I think, would be the Bucks in the East. Yes. You don't make some type of trade now instead of waiting to the offseason for Ben Simmons to get two nice complimentary players for your alpha dog player. I would want to do something like that. Soon. Yeah, because I have to look at the window of opportunity here. Like the Celtics aren't formidable. The Nets feel like you can get them because, I mean, the Bucks are going to be a really tough out. But if you start to look, you know, the Miami Heat, we're not talking about them. If I'm the 76ers, you have a window of opportunity with Embiid. And Embiid feels like, hey, I love this. We don't need Ben Simmons. But you do need, you're going to need a little bit more support when you get to the, to the uh, postseason. So the supporting cast is Tobias Harris, 18 points a game. Tyrese Maxey, very young, very popular player, 17 points. Then you're down to Seth Curry, Shake Milton. Those aren't, those aren't starter-type players, really. They're kind of borderline starters. If you're going to get past the Bucks, you need help. Yeah. The Bucks are a very deep team. And I know that they've talked about a trade with the uh, Sacramento Kings where the Sixers would get Tyrese Halliburton, who I like a lot, and Buddy Heald, they'd get Harrison Barnes and two first-round picks. They'd give up Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. All right. Like Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey, the GM, man, at some point you have to have that conversation of, are we wasting an opportunity a season? Now, I know that Doc would probably want somebody right now, whereas Daryl Morey might be like, nope, we're taking a stand here. He doesn't want to play for us. He's not playing for anybody unless we get what we want here. And 
maybe, maybe somebody's going to fork up a little bit more. I just don't know why you would go, we got to have Ben Simmons. If, you know, there's nothing there that says, oh my God, if we get him, I don't know of any team that would go. If, if the Kings go, if we get Ben Simmons, now we're a playoff team. I just don't see that. By the way, to make matters worse for the Lakers and Frank Vogel, the Pacers hadn't won a road game since prior to Thanksgiving. <laughs> November 22nd. They're 3-17 and 17 on the road coming into last night's game. They had lost 10 of their last 11 overall. And they beat the Lakers. And this is one of those, and I don't know what the betting line was, but you're probably thinking, well, the Lakers are going to come out and be aggressive. They're going to they're win one for coach. And then I thought, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Is the Pacers win this game? In, in, you know, in the city that provides great scripts, that's not a script you want to read, but that's the script you got last night. And the question is, can Frank Vogel hold on to his job? Does he want to hold on to his job at this point? I mean, they only extended his contract. It felt like begrudgingly when they gave him an extra year. It's not like they went, you know what? You're the long-term guy here. Remember when Pat Riley had to go to bat in Miami for Eric Spolstra? Because it didn't feel like LeBron, that they wanted this young whippersnapper there. And Pat Riley went to bat for him. He said, no, he's my coach. Remember that moment where LeBron kind of bumped him going into the huddle? And I thought, ooh, boy, there's body lang- bad body language there. Spolster's still there. Spolster is going to be a Hall of Fame coach. But Pat Riley went to bat for him and said, no, this is our guy. It feels like front office is saying to Frank, well, we got to bring you back. You want a title here, but we don't know if we're going to keep you long term. And it certainly doesn't feel that way. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Seton didn't want to do it, but I said, no, we have to do it. We have to have a garage sale that lasts longer than one day. Okay, fine. Yeah, because normally when you have a garage sale, it's the weekend. It is, yeah. Yeah, so we had a one-day sale with all of our T-shirts marked down, 50% off. And I said, no, we're going to have it today and Friday. That's only Three-day f- sale. Yes, that's only fair to this audience. DanPatrick.com. Go there today and tomorrow. A uh, couple of phone calls. Oh, Fritzy's got a limerick. I do. Yes. All right. Here we go. Wait, what's front row? Come you, on. You almost forgot about it. I, I did, but he no, just said so no, so he, he just sent it to me again. That's why I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So passive aggressive. Okay, here we go. Here's Todd Limerick. Uh, the topic is? The Lakers messy situation. Okay, okay. here's Todd with his limerick. The L.A. Lakers have become quite the mess. They lost to the Pacers. Um, That would be yes. Russell Westbrook shown the bench. There's a purple and gold stench to fire Frank Vogel. There's a full court press. Okay. All right. Thank you. Smattering. Take the smatter. Well, there's only three of us in here. <laughs> and I'm not clapping. And Paulie He's is, not. No, he I definitely can see not. and hear that. Yes, Paulie. Did you consider stench and mensch, Fritzy? Mm. I did. He's a real mensch. Mensch. <laughs> I, I, it's always nice to get in the word mensch where you can. Right. I dropped the ball on that one. All right. Thank you, Todd. Did you consider at any point in your career you would be like, and hey, Todd's got a limerick. <laughs> <laughs> did you consider that that was a possibility of... Like we're doing sports limericks, limericks, yeah, specifically. No, hey, nobody else is. <laughs> nobody. Yeah, I mean, literally nobody. Yeah, that's, that is true. <laughs> For me. Like a lot of shows copy this show, 
but nobody is going, hey, you know what I'm thinking? Like, you know, when Greeny was doing the mornings and you guys got a chance to be on the air, yeah. and I remember Greeny going, oh, I always wanted to do that, have other people on the air. I'm like, okay, well, go ahead, Greeny. But I don't think anybody's going, uh, you know what I'm thinking? Like, Romy is not going, you know what we need? Limericks. Sonnets. <laughs> sonnets. Sports. Sports. Awesome. Sports sonnets coming up I thought up I next. heard a haiku on Get Up last week. I could be right. I could have sworn in the middle of last week. Come on, Todd. You know um, that's not haiku, true. Haiku, you're better than that. True. Haiku, how are you? Uh, let's see. Andrew in Washington. Good morning, Andrew. What's on your mind today? Good morning, guys. 57165. <laughs> Thank you, Seton. Hey, I just, uh, I've been a lifelong Lakers fan. I think it's a big mess right now. Um, and really looking at the first hour poll question, I think Russell and Vogel will be there at the end of the season. I know it's a long shot. Mm. Um, the reason being is if you look at Bron- LeBron's history of getting rid of coaches, which he has done, it's all in the name of a championship. It's all in the name of getting better. I don't think they can get better without Frank Vogel. There's no coaches out there to bring in. If you look at his staff, David Bisdale, who couldn't even get LeBron to New York, you know, it, it, that's the best candidate. So my dark horse candidate, uh, you know, because Mike Krzyzewski not going to walk through that door, obviously, because he's, he's, he's uh, retiring. But uh, maybe Miles Simon will get the head coaching job for a little bit and he'll finally get that interview that he uh, nixed you on. Oh, yeah. I don't think that that'll help me get an interview with Miles Simon. But... Uh... <laughs> How long ago was that? Was that 1996? Miles Simon? When Arizona yeah. won the national championship? That's when I had my infamous line to the head of CBS Sports, Sean McManus, when he wanted me to come to work at CBS Sports. And at the time, they had lost the NFL, I think. And then I said, well, there'd be nothing to do there. It's CBS Sport. And um, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. But every time I see the head of uh, CBS Sports, you know, we, we chuckle about it. We laugh about it. It's good. It's like full circle. Yeah. You bury the hatchet. It's not a, it's a good line. It's just not a good It doesn't age that well when I was, oh, man, I was so obnoxious. It's funny at a bar, not a job interview. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> fair to a respected person like Sean McManus. That, that was the problem with it. It was like I would say that to you guys, like, well, why would I go to CBS, CBS Sport? They lost the NFL. And he couldn't have been nicer to me to say, what, you know, tell me, what do you want to do? And I go, I want that guy's job. And I pointed to Pat O'Brien, who was their reporter there. I don't even know why I pointed. P-O-B? Yeah, I don't even know why I did that to Pat. Because I didn't want, I had, I had the best job. I was on SportsCenter. I didn't, I didn't want to go anywhere. And then, of course, hey, it's it's all about uh, karma. When I'm 1996, I meet with Fox Sports, and that's when you know David Hill, the head of Fox Sports, said, "Your hair, it's poofy, cream rinse, cream rinse." <laughs> Two words for you, cream rinse. And I went cream rinse, which is great because you got the the karmic wheel swung back, and, and he got in a personal <laughs> dig on you. Like, I yeah. don't like your hair. Yeah, that one hurt. That, that one really hurt. It wasn't about, like, your work or the company that you're, don't you mean CBS Sports? Like, it's at least another, this is about you. Oh, man. Your hair. But I remember calling my wife, and she goes, how'd the interview with Fox Sports go? I go, he, he said two words at the very end. He goes, and she goes, what do you mean? I go, he said, I've got two words for you. He's Australian. I've got two words for you. 
cream rinse. And I went, cream rinse? What's that the key to? Like, what's that open up? What? Like, I mean, if he said conditioner, then I would have understood it. But cream rinse, cream rinse. Yes, Eden. How did it go before that? All good. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I was in. I thought that they, they wanted me to host the NFL show. And yeah, they they talked to Terry and they talked, you know, they talked to Howie, you know, and it was like, and I thought, okay, this is good. And then I think he couldn't take his eyes off my hair. Not the first one. Yeah, but not in a good way. And, you know, it might have been the humidity or something in Arizona. It might have been the heat. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. humidity I, in Arizona. Damn. Yeah, I know. Come on. Come on, man. Don't point fingers at the, uh, Mother Nature. My bad. My bad. I'm desperate. <laughs> I'm pointing fingers now at the weather in Arizona. I'm sorry. I'm a bit distracted by your puffy hair. <laughs> I so wish you would have gone, like you were in a conference room. I wish you would have gone over the table and just attacked him. And the story came out. Patrick attacks a yeah. big sports bigwig. Yeah. Made fun of hair, Patrick says. Yeah. <laughs> David Hill. David Hill. Great line. Two words for you. As he got up. As he's getting up from the interview. Like he couldn't leave the, no. the meeting without telling you your hair's too puffy. Yeah. So so it's just <laughs> I'll reenact it. And and I said, All right, well, you know, uh, so I just wait to talk to you and you'll get back to me. And he goes, uh, yes, uh two words for you. Cream rinse. And then he got up. <laughs> and I sat there and I went, I don't know what that means. And then I told my wife, she goes, I said, yeah. He said, cream rinse, your hair's too puffy. And she goes, oh, my God. <laughs> yes, Paul. Did David Hill have good enough hair to make fun of your hair? No. I'm looking at him in the 90s. He's got a solid head of hair, but it's like uh, you know, Dan Orlovsky critiquing Tom Brady. Like, okay, you can yeah. do it only to a certain point. I mean, he looked like he had cotton candy on his yeah. head. I mean, come on. Payback time. <laughs> <laughs> Payback time. Hey, you're over it. Yeah, I am. Let me take a break. Booger McFarlane will join us. More phone calls coming up. And uh, we do have the first, uh, one stop on Seton's road trip. We'll talk about that. A lot of people still. We're going to let you know here in the next uh, couple of days, Seton's route across country in the uh, Sprinter van. We'll take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Puerto Rico is the new go-to destination for quality investment opportunities. Seton is not going to be headed towards Puerto Rico, though. That is not in the road trip. No. Would you have to go through the Suez Canal to get there? Fritzy, does that sound right? Puerto Rico, Suez Canal? I'm going to say that sounds kind of right. I have no idea. Thank you, Tom. Impeller takes the guesswork out of the equation of finding the right projects to invest in. And that can be a pretty tall task. Impeller is a new online tool spearheaded by Invest Puerto Rico. It's an interesting route of taking the Suez Canal. Yes, it is. By way of Egypt. Oh. And then <laughs> swinging back over to Puerto Rico. <laughs> oh. Oops. All right. Your hair, they're puffy. It's too puffy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, my compass doesn't always point north, if you know what I mean. I'm not going to get to L.A. by Saturday, if that's the case. Invest Puerto Rico's impeller is the uh, smart move, and you can make the most of your investment there. Investpr.org forward slash impeller. Puerto Rico Invest, powered by Invest Puerto Rico. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Where other vans stop short, Mercedes-Benz vans go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service. 
and their support crew. Mercedes-Benz Vans Build Equipped Engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. More phone calls coming up. People want to talk about Seton's road trip and also what the Lakers are doing or not doing. Booger McFarland joins us on loan from the mothership. NFL and college football analyst won two Super Bowls. And uh, you can see him throughout the day and night on SportsCenter and the uh, the specialty shows that they have. Booger, thanks for joining us. How are you feeling today? Doing good, DP, man. How you doing, buddy? Doing okay. Doing okay. Um, I was curious, when you know, when you watch these games, do you watch from a defensive lineman's perspective since that's the position you played? You know, usually I start there, and what they do is very noticeable, especially when you have a premier player there like an Aaron Donald or Fletcher Cox or Indominus Sue, somebody like that. That'll catch my eye initially. But if you're going to really follow the game and learn the game and study the game, you kind of have to morph out and, and, and look at the other parts of the play. Tom Brady said that it's rare when he gets a roughing the passer call. And it feels like Tom is maybe officiated different than other quarterbacks. Did you ever feel that way that you could do certain things with one quarterback, but you couldn't get away with that with somebody else? Yeah, that's life. I mean, it's just kind of, that's kind of hot. DP, that's how it goes in life, man. Like we all aren't afforded, afforded the same luxuries based on who we are and our relationships and who we know. And, you know, if our name is a little bit bigger and a little bit more stature, then we can get away with other things. Uh, football is just a microcosm of life. Like, it, that's no different than what we deal with every day. So, yeah. Uh, you is know, Brady you treated look, differently? Yeah, well, listen, and he should be. Like, if you really just look at it, he's earned the right to get the benefit of the doubt. Like, when you've played in this game for a long time and you got pellets on the wall, You've earned the right to get the benefit of the doubt. And so he is, and I have really no problem with it. Yeah, but I always wondered about this, that Michael Jordan would get all the calls. Well, Michael Jordan didn't need all the calls, but for some reason, the best players get the calls. It's the guys who are the marginal players that need a call, not, not the star power guy. I know we want to see the stars be stars, but I, I talked to a former player in the NBA, and he said if Mike – Michael Jordan went down the lane, somebody was going to get whistled for a foul, whether you fouled him or not. And he said, there'd be time when I, you know, I thought he was called for a foul, didn't even touch Michael Jordan. He said, but he was Michael. That doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem fair, but I think the reason it happens is this, is that we're used to those great players doing great things. And if and when they do not do great things, then something must happen. <laughs> like, like these officials are only human also. And so if, if I'm sitting back there and Tom Brady just sailed a ball five yards over somebody's head and I just happen to glance up and I look back down and Brady's on the ground and he's, he gives me the hands up sign like, hey, did you see that? I'm probably going to give him the benefit of the doubt more cases than not. Let's look back on the teams that lost this last weekend. I asked this yesterday, the team that lost in the playoffs that has the best chance of advancing further next year. The Patriots won our poll question. I want to know if you agree with that, that they have the better chance of all these teams of going further next year. Well, if, if you're saying the Patriots, then obviously you believe in Mac Jones, which I do. I, I think he was really the, the steal of the draft to get a franchise quarterback with that much upside. I think he was drafted at 15. You must really believe in him, number one. Two, you must think that they're going to get a lot more athletic and a lot faster on defense. 
Because if you saw the difference between the Bills and the Patriots, the speed factor was it was a glaring difference. Wow. I don't know if they're going to do that, so I'm not going to say the Patriots. I would probably say the Cowboys, and everybody's going to say, well, are they changing coaches? Are they changing this? Are they changing that? They're, they're probably not based on the reports that have come out, but they're just so talented. And, and it, it's one of the reasons why they're the most disappointing team this season. Would you change so coaches, talented. though, Booger? No, I wouldn't, because at, at some point you have to have continuity uh, to continue to climb the mountain. Changing coaches is not going to do anything but, but solve the moment. It doesn't solve the problem of the discipline of the players. And so, yeah, we can change coaches. And as fans and broadcasters and people who have shows, it gives us good fodder. But at the end of the day, does that make your team better? The problem with the Cowboys is not the coach. The problem is the coach, I don't think, is empowered to the level that a coach needs to be because of the owner, the GM, the family that owns the Cowboys. And so you run into that situation where you can change the coach and you can bring in this tough disciplinarian, Jimmy Johnson, and, 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 and uh, that of, uh, of the likes. But we saw how it ended with Jimmy Johnson because Jimmy Johnson, the disciplinarian, the guy who runs the show, ultimately got a little bit more shine than the owner, and we all know he didn't like that. <laughs> if Jim, if uh, Jerry Jones had hired a GM, a true GM, 20 years ago, yeah. fin- finish that sentence. Then the Cowboys would probably have two to three more rings. And Jerry Jones would not be as popular as he is now, but I do think the the value of the Cowboys franchise would be at the very minimal where it's at now. So this doesn't necessarily come down to a, how do I make my business better? Like I always look at NFL teams like businesses, like Chick-fil-A or Bank of America or some corporate company. How do we make them better? This isn't about that because the Cowboys are the preeminent franchise when it comes to value and worth and, and, and how we look at them. This is about one thing, Dan. This is about control. Hey, this is my team. I'm going to run it my way and do what, it, do what with it how I please. And when you're a billionaire, uh, I'm assuming I wouldn't know that. Maybe you can tell me. Uh, you get to do what, what it is that you like to do with your billion dollars. And Jerry's doing that. So, Dan, considering the fact that there are two of us on this call and one of us is a billionaire, you tell me, <laughs> how do billionaires treat their money? Uh, they just they, I just keep all of it to myself. Very, <laughs> very cautious in, in, in what I do. But, you know, but Jerry's ego, like he wants the like getting the credit is so important for him. Yeah. And, and and as a result, he doesn't see what the bottom line could be, and that is, we could be winning championships. And and I know that they've done well in the draft. Micah Parsons fell to them. I don't know if they wanted him. I thought that he was the impactful player in the draft. They didn't want Dak Prescott. They wanted Connor Cook. Um, they wanted Jerry. Wanted Johnny Manziel. Like there are these moments where they have benefited. It's but it's not by design. You're right. They've benefited. And, you know, Jerry, ultimately, I, I think Stephen has been good for Jerry because I think Stephen has given him a little bit of balance. You know, we all know who Jerry liked. And, and thankfully, Stephen's there to say, hey, I, I know you like this guy. Quite frankly, you like everybody, but we can't draft them all. How's this going to make our team better? So I give Stephen a lot of credit. I give Will McClay. I give him a lot of credit also, a guy in that personnel department who, who helps. But Jerry is – Jerry has to be reined in and told no. I'm sure Jeff Bezos has to be reined in and told no at some point. Like when you reach a certain level of, 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 of monetary value and economic status, 
you have to have people in your life that are willing to say no, not just yes, man. Yeah. And I think over the course of years, Jerry is, Stephen has been developed or he's developed to be that. I just think Jerry ultimately has the final say so. And, and until he relinquishes that, that part of the general manager hat, then I think the Cowboys are going to be in a position because you know as well as I know, a team that's the most penalized team in the league, that is a reflection of the coach. Well, you, that means you need a tougher coach. That means you need a coach that's going to emphasize because you are what you emphasize, no different in life. And so Mike McCarthy has to change personality-wise, but guess what? He's the exact personality that Jerry wants because he can – and I, I'm not saying that he's telling, telling – uh, Jerry's telling Mike what to do and what to, what to say at practice, but ultimately Jerry knows that Mike can kind of beat to the drum that he says beat to. Talking to Booger McFarland, ESPN NFL analyst. Um, the most dangerous quarterback left in the playoffs is? Josh Allen. And he's got to be. Um, because this team is so quarterback-centric. They can't do anything offensively without the quarterback. And you say, well, Booger, isn't that every team? Uh, I present to you the Tennessee Titans. Because if Derrick Henry shows up and they, and they run the football the way they can run it, they really don't need Ryan Tannehill to do anything except, hey, remember we're wearing blue jerseys and every now and then throw it to the guy wearing the blue jersey. Let's take, for instance, the L.A. Rams. When they run the football the way they ran it the other night, Dan, against Arizona, Matthew Stafford was a secondary part of the game plan. So Josh Allen has to be the focus because he's going to run it 10 to 15 times this weekend, and he's probably going to throw it another 40 to 50 times. And then that might not be enough because of the guy he's going against is arguably the most talented guy we've ever seen at the position in Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, Josh Allen is that dude. You think Mahomes is more talented than Aaron Rodgers? Um, yes, I do, just because, like, Aaron is gifted, and we've seen Aaron do it for a long time. But Mahomes is doing things maybe – he's got, a, he's got a, a, a flair for the dramatic a little bit with the no-look passes – and some of this stuff, like he's a showman. And I, I think that that in, in, in large part would give a lot of people the same uh, thought process when it comes to that. Like I would put Mahomes just a little bit uh, above Aaron, especially now. Now, Aaron at his peak, that probably wasn't what. But right now, yeah, I think Mahomes is, is the most talented guy in the sport right now. Josh Allen, 29 passing touchdowns under pressure since 2020 first among all quarterbacks. Yeah. So, that's you know why? Why? Because he's 6'5", 245, and he knows even when pressure is coming, it doesn't affect him. Because remember, remember Dan, and, and, and this goes great because we just got through celebrating Big Ben and what he was and first battle Hall of Famer. He's a modern-day Big Ben that's, at, that's as athletic as – um, some of these running quarterbacks. Like, I guarantee you Josh Allen is probably a 4'6", 4'7", guy. Like, he can run. And so imagine Big Ben, as tough as he was to tackle in the pocket, but now when he breaks the pocket, he can run 4'5", four, 4'6", four, and get first down. That's what Josh Allen is. So it doesn't surprise me because he's not afraid of pressure. He's not afraid of being hit. He's not afraid of being tackled. Most quarterbacks who are afraid of being hit wilt under pressure. That's why you always say blitz the quarterback. Look at Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford shrivels under pressure. We saw Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray Monday night, he shriveled under pressure. Tom Brady, if you blow on him, he'll fall down. <laughs> like it doesn't, those guys, those guys don't want to get hit. Josh Allen doesn't care. You never got Brady, did you? 
Uh, no, I never sacked Brady. I pressured him a few times. I knocked him upside the head. He felt me. He probably complained to Walt Anderson or somebody <laughs> or Ed Hockley about me, but no, nah, I never got him. Uh, in your last five career games, you had four sacks, including one in the Super Bowl on Rex Grossman. That was the yeah. on- only sack by a Colts player in the Super Bowl. That doesn't really count if you sacked Rex Grossman. Come on. What do you mean it doesn't count? It's on the, on the statistic sheet. How are you going to say I mean, technically it okay. does. N- technically. N- 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 if – if, if you're going to take that sack away, then you best, sure as hell better take Michael Strahan's sack of Brett Favre away. Should T.J. Watt be the all-time single-season leader? I don't know. You tell me since you're taking sacks away this morning. Evidently, <laughs> you, evidently me Friday's not coming soon enough for you. Look, if you were in studio, I wouldn't be saying this. <laughs> I'm sure you won't. Uh, no, T.J. Watt shouldn't be the all-time sack leader, regardless of how Michael Strahan got it. You got to give him credit for it, and we can think of it what we may, which I think a lot of us think it was given to him. He still got it, and there's nothing wrong with that. So T.J. Watt had several opportunities, and I'm sure if you go back, we used to do this thing called uh, at the end of every year, our D-line coach used to make a, a reel, and he called it close but no cigar, which is every sack that we should have had, could have had, but we didn't get. And I guarantee you when T.J. Watt goes back and, and looks at his close but no cigar reel, he's going to see another 10 sacks. Booger, great to talk to you as always. Have fun this weekend with the games, and thanks for joining us. DP, anytime, always. And, and I see Al Michaels over your right shoulder with a nice little signed picture. At some point, my goal is I'm going to send you a picture, and hopefully I, I achieve a level of status where oh. you can put my picture oh. um, in the studio at some point. You're, you're, you know what? I'm looking at the video. Rex Grossman's falling down. You're not even really sacking him. I mean, you just kind of fell on him, Booger. Come on. Dan, Dan, I'm, (laughs) I'm going to preserve our friendship by saying goodbye now. All right. Thank you, Booger. And send me that autograph picture. That's, uh, the great Booger McFarland. We'll come back. Phone calls coming up next year, Dan. (laughs) He's going to beat one of us up. Yeah. I know. Yeah, he's not going to hear you. Well, he's got to go through you guys to get to me. That'll be no problem. I know. <laughs> I am watching the clip. Like Rex Grossman starts losing his feet on the turf, yeah, no, and, yeah. and Booger just shows up at the right time. Well, it was raining down there in South Florida, wasn't it? sort of built like the Bears line, too, yes. so yeah, who couldn't get true. through? Yeah, come on. That doesn't count as a full sack. <laughs> that was the worst Super Bowl, because as a Bears fan, you, you get the opening kickoff. You're like, hey, we, oh, got, yeah. we got a shot here. And Tony Dungy said, I'm not kicking. I'm, I'm not going to kick to Devin Hester. And then he kicked to him, and then he ran, ran it back for a touchdown. All right, well, back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Mike check. Mike check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. Let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live wherever get your podcast from you can join host ed helms and randall park as they hear extraordinary stories from everyday people bring them to life with a star-studded cast for epic reenactments 
Don't miss the Peacock original true stories. Streaming now at PeacockTV.com. Sign up. Get some phone calls in here. Always great to talk to Booger. Uh, let's see. How about Mark in Florida? Hi, Mark. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Hi, Mark. Can you hear me? Yes. Hey, Mark. All right. Uh, 6 one, 240. Okay. Thank you. So, um... Yeah, I was calling. So you, you said Frank Vogel. Um, the whole question was who who stays on the team, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think either one stays on the team, and I hope neither one stays on the team. Um, honestly, I think they should kind of trade trade out and get young. I mean, are you are you cleaning out your car, Mark? What are you doing? I'm sorry, I am currently. I work for a wheel uh, a wheelchair company that takes people to and from jobs, uh, from their doctor's appointments. Is it hard to hear me? Yeah. I'm now, sorry. now I can't make fun of you because you have a, a job like that that's very important. But yeah. uh, but thank you, thank you for the phone call, Mark, and uh, we appreciate that. You know, you can say let's try to get younger. How are you getting younger? You you have to have somebody take Russell Westbrook off your hands. I, I mean, come on. It's not going to happen. While you're at it, do you want uh, Carmelo and Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan? Like, it's just, it, it's a poorly orchestrated, constructed roster. That's all. And it's unfortunate because LeBron needs every one of these years. Every one of these years. It's important for the legacy. It's like Tom Brady. That's why he wanted to keep Antonio Brown. Whatever happened, we got to keep him. Why? Because he wants to win another Super Bowl. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? There are a lot of people who want to talk about Seton's road trip here. Ted in Tampa wants to weigh in. Hi, Ted. Welcome back. Hey, welcome, Dan. Um, yeah, hey, uh, real quick, uh, the place that uh, Seton has to go to is, is Tampa Bay. He comes down here. I'll take him over to One Buck Place. We'll get a picture made with him and the current Lombardi Trophy. And then we'll go over to uh, Raymond James Stadium and get a picture made of the only field in the NFL history where a uh, home team played on their own field, won the Super Bowl. Then we go out to McDill Air Force Base. Uh, he's going to pick up two parachute rigs. Yeah, but he he's can't. Ted, up- Ted, 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 he can't. But thank you. It's, you're, you're going to Tampa. That's a detour. He's going to Los Angeles. It's a very generous offer by yes. Ted, but it's a, it's a slightly <laughs> out of the way, though. Yes. No, it's, it's extremely out of the way. But very thoughtful. Yeah. Uh, Philip in Florida. Phil, Seton can't come down to Florida. Gentlemen, I am not geographically challenged like Ted. Uh, you guys are big music fans, so where you, ha- you have to go, Seton. You have one of the great songs of all time, an Eagle song, Take It Easy. you got to go standing on the corner in Winslow, Arizona, which is I've done, and it's awesome. There is a flatbed Ford uh, right there on the corner, and it's right on your route. It's five minutes off the highway on the southern route, and then you go about 20 minutes West from there is the world's largest meteor crater. It's incredible. It's a mile across and 550 feet deep, and it's an amazing sight to see. Awesome. Thank you, Philip. Seton might take you uh, up on that suggestion. Believe it or not, I have that meteor crater uh, bookmarked on a map, but I didn't know about the Winslow, Arizona part. Yeah. So be able to do both of those. Such a fine sight to see. Aaron in New Mexico. Hi, Aaron. Hey, guys. Hi, Aaron. Uh, I I got a I got a 
quick warning for Seton about a caller you guys had yesterday from New Mexico as well. Um, John or Chris, I think it was. And uh, he was letting you guys know about the tram um, to the top of the Sandias. And it's cool in the summer, but uh, if you if you Google the, the news clipping about a month ago, people got it, it got frozen and people about 15 or 16 people got stuck in there overnight for about 18 hours. <laughs> okay. And, All uh, right, they, Aaron. They hey, thank you. I, I won't let Seton uh, go there. Well, the odds are it's not going to happen again this season. But if it does, Seton is on a schedule. <laughs> He has to get from point A to point B, and he, he, the Mercedes has to get there. Seton doesn't have to get there. The Mercedes the, has to get the there. The Sprinter van has to get there. I appreciate that warning, though. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Uh, Mark in North Dakota. <laughs> Hi, Mark. Good morning, Dan. 61185. Uh, shout out to Andy and Tut being from Cincinnati. Every time you mentioned high school beer that your dad drank or chili or pizza joints, we'd call him and get the lowdown on it. So mm-hmm. thanks, Andy and Tut. It's not about the route, Dan. Come on. It's about the journey. And the journey is this. The French kid drives. Apparently, he's a great driver. Fritzy goes with. Fritzy has to go with. A porta potty is put a new porta potties put in the Mercedes Benz Sprinter van and a live look in constantly. Anytime you want to, you can look in. Fritzy might be eating Chinese. And after the show, after the trip, I bet you Seton will want to move to the back row to be with his road trip buddy. Now, I, I tried to get Todd to go cross country, didn't want to do it. And I, I didn't want to force anybody. I just said, well, I can have the backroom guys take the sprinter van cross country. And Seton goes, no, I'm all in. And I said, Todd, are you interested? And he goes, no, not interested. <laughs> and I get a it. A lot of issues there. Yeah, I understand it. And, you know, but Seton wants to, you know, see the, the country. Take that always. You know, people have that, like, I'd love to go cross country. I haven't been able to do it. Uh, a few people in my family have done it a couple of times, but... I, I would love to do it, but can't do it anytime soon. Yes. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's always been a bucket list yeah. uh, item for me. I've always wanted to drive across country. My wife has done it like four times already, and she's not really interested in doing it again. So when this opportunity presented itself, I was like, hell yeah, this is my chance. Definitely. Yeah. I might have to wait until I retire, but I'd like to do it. I'd like to take my Airstream, go cross country. I think that'd be good. Bring the puppy. Bring the wife, go cross country, or just bring the puppy. Final hour is coming up. More on the Lakers situation. Frank Vogel going to be on that road trip with the Lakers. More phone calls as well. Seton, Paulie, Fritzy, and yours truly. One more item, hour two, M Drive. You can hear it in my voice, can't you? I got energy. M Drive Boost and Burn, the daily supplement for driven guys that helps you shed that holiday weight and gives you the energy you need to crush your fitness goals no matter what your age is. Packed with clinically tested ingredients that naturally burn more body fat. M-Drive Boost and Burn is one small change you can make. That's your New Year's resolution, something that you can adhere to. Make sure you do it every day. Start your day off right. You can find it at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop, or I suggest you go to mdrivedan.com. You're going to get free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. New Year's resolutions don't work. Make a small change today. 
that'll lead to a lasting impact throughout the year. Try M-Drive Boost and Burn, lose the weight, get more energy, and perform at your very best. MDriveDan.com or Walgreens Rite Aid and Vitamin Shop. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M-Drive.